Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. One, two, three, do it. Oh, Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay up! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! 30! No way! Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis Miracle! Welcome back to another edition of the Scolders Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Broadmarco. With me as always, my compatriot, my mustachio, aficionado, Mike Anderson. How you doing tonight, Mike? I'm all over the board tonight, you yeah. know, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, you got the wild win yesterday, right? So so that was that was good. good uh... You know, my hockey my hockey teams are doing well. The wild one, uh, go for hockey with a big win tonight. On the road against Michigan, but man, this Vikings team is—they're uh, really—they're taking me on a damn roller coaster of I don't know what this year. Hey, Mike, did you hear this? This just is a brand new stat that I haven't heard at all this season. The Vikings are the only team that have led every single game by at least seven points this season. I haven't heard that. That's incredible. Did, did, did you all? Did I've you also that. know that every other team that has done this since like the beginning of time has had a winning record, and we're like the first team to not have a winning record when that uh, stat is true. Yeah, I uh, I did know that. I I will give us a little credit because coming into the Chargers Packer game after we who did we lose to um, right before that Ravens. Ravens, yeah, tough Ravens loss. Um, I remember we recorded it and we were like, listen, if, if we know anything about this football team, they're probably going to go and win both games uh, against the Chargers and the Packers and make it interesting at 5-5. Five and five. And what do they do? They go and do it. They build a little hype. And, and to be honest, we'll, we'll touch on it briefly, I think. We don't need to beat it uh, beat a dead horse or whatever the slogan PETA would prefer I use. Um, you know, I, I think... I think they played a decent football game, all things considered, on uh, against 49ers. Obviously, a, a good football team that's also playing really well right now. They're on a roll. Uh, they're a little more healthy than we are. And we were just talking about this before the show. I think they match up really well against us. So um, I'm not disappointed how they went out and played on the road. Uh, I think that there was an opportunity to win that football game. Um, and... You know, the, the playoffs are still sitting right there in front of us. And uh, to be honest with you, if anything has taught us anything over the years, I mean, there's been teams that all of a sudden it starts to click on the back half of the season and they make a little run, whether it be the Giants, um, 
I mean, even the years the Eagles won it. Now, I know they were, I believe, the one seed that year, but they also lost Carson Wentz, I think, two or three weeks, four weeks before the end of that year. So, um, I mean, there are teams that, you know, can get in the playoffs and get hot. And, I mean, I will tell you that I, I think there's some resiliency with this football team. Really, I think that's what you kind of see is, is, is especially to me, and I, I don't know if this is just in my own head, but it seems like the offense and, and more especially um, – like like Kirk and, and the guys around him, I've seen more more willing to believe that they can come back from a deficit and willing to believe that they can they can make something happen in like a minute left on the clock. And I think it makes a huge difference, especially when you're in these tight games. And you know, if every game is decided by eight points or less, you're in every single game, and that's a good spot to be in, especially when we're up up against some of these good teams. And I think, like you said, this is. It's hard to be super disappointed in the San Francisco loss because there's a lot of good things there, right? You see um, Kenny getting his second return touchdown, which, by the way, we're 0-2 when getting return touchdowns this year, so there's that little fun yeah. stat as well. Um, but you look at the defense, we had zero starting defensive linemen from the beginning of the year playing. Um, so we knew that was going to be a huge battle, and not surprised that they were able to run all over us all day. There's just no one there to plug that up. I mean, second stringers are second stringers for a reason. Um, so, I guess to go toe to toe, even with like the huge disparity in time of possession in this game, and, and still only lose by a score, um, you have to feel good about that. And like you said, maybe we just start to click here at the end of the season, and you know everything's fair game after that. Just get into the tournament, like you like to say. You know, anything can happen once you get in the tournament. Well, and, and this is kind of, I, I don't know if you'll follow me on this, but this is a weird, it, it's kind of a weird way to think of, to think of this season. But let's just say that we had maybe won the games we should have won, right? Let's just, let's just go Arizona, Cincinnati, Baltimore, right? So it's a three game swing. Uh, what would that put us at right now? Eight and three or something, right? I don't know. My, yeah. Eight and three, I think, because we're five we're and five six. Five and six. Yep. So we're eight and three. Yep. Yeah. You know, so let's just say they won those games, right? They're eight and three. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same football team, right? I mean, it, you're talking about a player two in all these games, and and yes, I realize like we're five and six. It's hard to look at the side of being eight and three and being in right in the thick of thing for the top seed in the NFC. But I guess the optimistic approach to that would be: listen, this is a team that has been in every single game. Um, they've played some good football teams. They've played some good football teams on the road. I think that if they can weather this storm over the last six games and get in, um, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to make a run, but I will tell you this much, whoever the hell might draw that two or three seed and has to face us, it's probably going to be going to like it. Yeah. He's not going to like it. Well, it's just like, uh, I forget the Twitter account, but there's, there's the team tiers and the Vikings are the possibly frisky, um, line there, right? Where, you know, us getting in as a seven seed could upset a two seed and it really wouldn't be all that surprising given what we've seen this season. That's just kind of the weird ups and downs. And I mean, you're pointing out to the losses. I mean, there's easily a couple of those wins too, where we might not win say for a couple yeah, of plays in, in those games. Right. But I think the crux of it is, I don't think there's been a game yet where we've been significantly down and out of the game. It's always, we've been no. leading and we've given it up or, or we're just one score away, so it's not like we're being blown out, and it's not like we're blowing out opponents. So, I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's frustrating to watch as a Vikings fan for sure. But there's still a lot of games left in the season, and so much that can happen. 
once you just get to the dance. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't want to, I, I think I'll just give you, you know, we, we kind of touched on it briefly, but I would say again, um, I thought cousins really had an opportunity to maybe shine. Uh, I'm not going to beat him up too much cause he's played really well this year, but I think he missed some throws. Um, I mean, I know he missed some throws. You could see that he knew he missed some throws in the uh, game. Uh, I'm not saying that's the reason we lost, but I, again, I think there is an opportunity to win. You obviously lose Dalvin. Um, apparently his second, he, he's got a torn labrum on both sides. He's out for a couple of weeks. Which, which, uh, which apparently I didn't even know. It's his other labrum he was playing with either. hurt anyway. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, Madison looks slow. Um, I know that's been covered a lot by um, you know various media outlets and, and climbing pocket as well. But Madison just doesn't look like the back he had at times over the last few years. Um, I think you saw that. The run defense was bad. You're getting Tomlinson and Pierce back most likely this week, or at the very least you're getting them back for sure for the Steelers on a short week. Um, but I think one of the biggest takeaways I want to bring up from uh, last week and, and even the week before is, uh, you know, I, I think Mike Zimmer, I don't know if he's just tuned into Vikings Twitter and climbed the pocket or what, but uh, man, he, he's a different coach, I feel like, in the last couple of weeks. He's been aggressive. We're going for it on fourth downs. We're doing the things that I, I would say uh, the analytics say to do. And uh, I, I don't know where you're at on this, but I'm absolutely here for it. I think we're starting to throw the ball a little bit more. Now, again, in the second half in the 49ers, we went away from that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it certainly seems like Zimmer, something clicked. And I don't know if a message got passed on and said, listen, either this changes or you're going down with the ship. If you guys, you know, end up missing the playoffs and losing out because of it, if you don't switch the style, but uh, these last couple of games, he, he certainly seems like a different coach. Right. And I think, um, see, yeah, here's, here's the, our first possession of the game. Second, oh, second possession of the game. Sorry. Um, we're, yeah, we're on the two yard line, fourth and two. Yeah. And, you know, zero zero at that point, right? zero zero at that point, and you you don't go yeah. for the field goal, you go for the touchdown there. I love that call, yeah. absolutely I love that call. I loved it too. Yeah, like you have an opportunity to make a statement there and say, no, we want seven, and you go out and get it, and you trust your guys to go out and get it. Phenomenal. Yeah, I think game the game theory, right, is kind of what the the nerds, if you will, um, right. It's uh he he was playing on the correct side of game theory, I think is, is what uh, essentially he was doing. And, and I love it. He's playing to win the game. Um, I think that if they continue to do that specifically the next three weeks against some of what I'm considering, not good football teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's where, and we're going to get to this in a moment, but I think we're going to learn everything we need to know in the next three weeks about this football team, because in my opinion, they need to win the next three. Um, I think they need to go four and two to if, if they go on four, if they go four and two, they're going to make the playoffs. The Saints lose last night. You're tied with Washington right now for that last spot. You have tiebreakers over Carolina already. Um, I, I think if you go four and two, you're easily in the playoffs. You might be the six. Um, and, and so that's kind of what I'm staring at. You've got the Rams and the Packers as two of the games that might be difficult. Now, yes, the Rams have lost three straight, uh, you know, who knows there, but I think, you need to pencil in the next three, which I believe are Detroit, Pittsburgh on a short week, and then Chicago. At um, Chicago. At Chicago. And and uh, I think the game theory mode, right, passing the football and being aggressive, I think that's going to help you win 
against these teams rather than than taking it slow and and doing these run things and and allowing the opponent to stay in the game that's what i'm looking for this week i'm most curious to see against a, a detroit team that's 0 10 and 1 is Zimmer going to go out and try to actually go and win the football game throughout the entire game or are they going to do what they've done you know years past and they're going to keep detroit in the game and all of a sudden you know one mistake and all of a sudden the lions get their first win of the year Right, and that, I think that's a nightmare situation, and I, I don't even know how you come back and, and enter the building and have anything to say to ownership at that point. is like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Detroit's 0-10-1 for a reason. Although they've been hanging on in games, there's, they're just not a quality football team. You cannot lose that they, game. They, I mean, you can, they should not be 0-10-1, right? You know, they, yeah, they, they, uh, they should have a couple but, wins in there. I mean, the Baltimore win, they should have that win. Um, they probably should have beat us, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't because of the certain other mistakes they made. Um, but, yeah, it's I think from this point out, I think Mike Zimmer has to be almost flawless with his coaching um, to get us there, in my mind. I, I don't think you can afford a misstep like that. And I think, like you said, they have to, they have to be more aggressive, especially when you're going up the Rams and the Packers who can put up points in an instant with the way our defense is looking. You have to go out there and be yeah. aggressive and get points and get any lead you can and extend leads. Not just yeah. you're, you're up by four, so you run it seven times and then punt it. That's not good enough. I agree, man. Um, I, I mean, that's kind of a nice transition. I mean, I don't think there's a hell of a lot to say. The Lions are 0-10-1. They're without they're arguably their best player in offense, DeAndre Swift. Um you know, it is on the road. They have hung close against some teams, right? Uh, what it, What do you think the key is? I mean, for me, I'm going to keep it really simple. I think they need to go to Justin Jefferson. I think this is a game in which Justin Jefferson might go for that 175, 200, 225 yards. I think the opportunity is going to be there if they continue to try to throw him the football. Um I had a feeling last week, I know we didn't get a podcast in, I was out uh, off the grid elk hunting in Montana, but uh, I had a feeling last week I was going to tell you that I think Thielen was going to have a big game. He did, at least in the first half, which we would have seen to continue that in the second, but right. uh, I'm going to switch that this week. I think Justin Jefferson's got an opportunity for a big football game, um, and I think it needs to come through the air. You know, I, I know a lot of people are high on DFS, especially in like an Alexander Madison and um, I actually think this is a game where Cousins might throw for four touchdowns. Uh, I, I think, you know, go a little bit against what maybe Detroit is expecting and, and uh, let's get the ball to our best playmaker right now. Yeah, and I think that just that just leads into the, you know, what we've been saying this entire whole episode here so far is, is being more aggressive. Um, we've seen Detroit come back from multiple score deficits in our own building. We've seen them do that um, against San Francisco. I think they're week one. Um, so we know teams are capable of doing that against us. Um, and that that can be a problem when your go-to, or at least your previous go-to um, from Minnesota is, let's just run this, even even though we only have a four-point lead, like I said. Um, so I, I think you got to be aggressive. And one thing I want to hit on here is time of possession. I think we've led in time of possession one game this year. Um, the Ravens game or what? Uh, let's see. Um, no, Ravens, we got absolutely crushed. Seattle game, 35 minutes. Detroit, 32 minutes. I thought that would be more. Um, 
So it's that's one thing too. Like you look at San Francisco, they almost had a two to one time possession on us. That which I mean, granted, you kind of knew that was that's all they've been doing. They run, 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 run. You know, I kind of knew that was going to happen. Right. But and that's that's relatively fine as long as you're going into it with um, a passing attack and scoring points. Yeah, I, I think, in my opinion, them and the Ravens are the only two teams in the NFL that can actually run that style of football right now, where they're going to run the ball almost every single time, and it doesn't even matter. You know they're going to run it, and they're still going to run it, and they do it effectively. Right. Yeah, and with both starting backs out, I don't, I don't know how we dominate that if Madison truly is is losing a step. So, I think I'm right there with you. I think it's got to be through the air, um, and then maybe end of the game, third, fourth quarter, when you're up by three scores, then you can start to just play your run game. Yeah, and I mean, I I'll tell you this. I kind of alluded to it, but I think that. The performance in this game to me is going to be key on my projection for the rest of the season because if they're as hungry as we think and they're playing and they play a level of football that we've seen from times, I think this is a game they come out and they win by double digits. You gain some momentum going into that short week. Um, you're coming home. I, I think it's it's a real springboard opportunity. Uh, but if they have to go through and you know grind grind through this uh, physical game and, and really eke one out or God forbid they lose. Mm-hmm. I, I think I see the season going the other way. So um, well, none of that, but if, yeah. if it becomes a physical grinded out game and then you have to play Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh is at home, but it's a short week, that's you're in trouble because Pittsburgh is still a physical team. Yeah. So like, I, I can see that easily just going the way bad direction and then you lose too. And now you're sitting at five and eight and having to having to run the table against Los Angeles and Green Bay to have a shot. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, I know we, we've almost touched on our keys, I think, are, are going through that passing attack, right, and, and uh, being aggressive. But what, what do you think defensively? Obviously, Detroit is, is not a good offensive football team. Um, I would argue Pittsburgh is, is – uh, <laughs> You know, still trying to figure some things out. They've got some weapons in the rookie Najee Harris, to Deontay Johnson. They uh, lost Juju for the year, but you know they they have some players there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Chicago has some players. Again, a team that struggles, but they have some playmakers. So, I think an opportunity for this defense to get a little bit back on track. But you know, where do you see this defense going the next six weeks? Because I think right now, um, it's clearly. You see the ranks, right? They're 30th, 31st, 32nd, 30th. Can they right the ship, so to speak, on the on the defensive side of the football? It's it's such it's such a hard thing to quantify, right? Because we've seen some good play from the edge rushers, right? Um, from those second string guys and those young guys that are, are coming and take the place. But um, you know, you unfortunately lose Hunter to the torn peck for the season. Um, you got Everson on um, non football injury list, you know, so. Who knows when he'll be back, if he'll be back, you know, and that's that should be the furthest thing from his mind right now, from, from where he's at. He needs to get healthy for himself, you know. That's I think that's what all Vikings and, and Vikings fans want at this point. So your edge your addresses are what 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 you have. And that isn't really a lot. 
So you're sitting there with Sheldon Richardson, um, Tomlinson, and Pierce. That's kind of your D tackles that you can maybe slide around to the edge. Those guys absolutely have to dominate from here on out. They need to make up for lower quality edge rushers. And on the back end of that, if we cannot get pressure, we cannot get to the quarterback consistently, our secondary needs to step up quite a bit. There's been a lot of lapses of coverage, of assignments, of what have you, but they need to step up. They need to start making a lot more plays, a lot more consistently. And we know they're capable of that. Again, they've been banged up. I think what Patrick Peterson is on COVID list right now. I don't know if he's going to come off in time for the game. Um, Bynum, I think, was out last week. I don't know what he had. Um, I don't either. A little surprised he didn't play more here the last few weeks. but So, um, I, I don't know. There's, there's, just, there's so many things that are going wrong with the defense right now. I, I don't know if there's one specific answer to fix it, but either the secondary needs to get a lot better or the D-line needs to get a lot better. You just pick one. Yeah. We, we, cannot, we cannot continue suffering through these games where we're giving up 30-plus points because the offense has not shown consistently that it can overcome that kind of a deficit. Yeah, I, I think going forward, they need to just be an opportunistic defense, right? They need to play um, a game. We know they're going to give up points, but I think you play like maybe you did against Green Bay where uh, you get to Rod. You have some guys that get to Rodgers a few times. You, you maybe get a tip ball. You right. get um, – it's going to have to be that sort of a football team, which I think Vikings fans are not accustomed to, right? You're used to Zimmer having a solid defense. Uh, and this is more the style that the NFL is going to, right? It's uh, maybe focusing more on offense and having guys uh, or having a defense that's maybe more focused on bigger plays, right? Um, trying to get a sack in a clutch moment, trying to get a third down stop. And, uh, you know, we'll see how they shake it out the the rest of, you know, the last six weeks here. Oh, here's another point um, on that. A very aggressive Mike Zimmer call in the fourth and two. Um, that came after a Harrison Smith interception, which is 100%, I think, what, what needs to happen with these these opportunities we get. When we do get interceptions, you got to get points out of them. I think we had, what, like two or three turnovers against Baltimore, and we got three points total out of it. You can't do that. you gotta you got to convert those to points. You have to make that an actual swing. Because if all you do is you punt out of that, all you did was you wasted time. It's essentially just a wasted uh, turnover. How about uh, the the untimely? Uh, we we get the momentum. Cousins throws a pick on the first play. We get the momentum. Dalvin gets hurt and fumbles on the first play. I mean, absolute backbreaking. You know, right when you get the ball back, it just they're it, it just killers. You know, and and I mean, we overcame that even to a point, but. Man, it just felt like every time we got the momentum, it was the first play, all of a sudden the ball goes back to the other side. Well, I just kind of look back to 2017 when Delvin tears his ACL against um, Detroit at U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, I have to imagine that has an effect on the offense, and that uh, just takes the wind right out of your sails, especially when it's the injury, then the fumble, then the opponent recovers. That's That's got to be so much worse than just an injury to to a starter, right? So, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know how much we can control that. It's just sometimes that is how it goes, right? Sometimes you get the football down, yeah. sometimes you don't. No, and I, I mean, I think, again, 
maybe these things are going to start to, to shift over a little bit on, on this side of football and um, it's got to start this week. So uh, I mean, anything else or what do you think going to going to a prediction or what? I mean, I think it is what it is at this point, right? We're, I mean, listeners, I'm, I'm guessing you're all with us. This needs to be relatively cut and dry. And then depending how we play this week, I think all of a sudden we get back into a little bit of the longer podcast and you start talking about, uh, you know, maybe making a little bit of a run. Right. And this is one of those games where you got to have, and how you perform in this game is very telling for what you are as a football team at this point in the season. You're playing a Detroit team that's 0-10-1 without starting running back with a quarterback that no one wants. They just basically took him to dump salary cap and get extra picks. Like, that is that is what it is. Jared Goff is not going to be the quarterback of Detroit for that long. So th- this, is not, this is not a good Detroit football team, and you should absolutely dominate this team if you have any hopes in the playoffs. And if you don't, if this ends up being another close game where we win by a field goal, or we give up the lead late in the fourth and have to take it back. I I think you're looking at what this team might be going forward. Um, so I I think you, like you said I think this is going to be very telling. Um, if the team comes out they're clean they're crisp um, they're aggressive. I think we have a good shot at the end of the season to maybe make some waves in the playoffs and you know see what happens. But they come off flat and slow like it kind of seemed like the first Detroit game I I just don't know and that one was at home I don't you know so yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll see well you want me to go first or what lay it on me Mike well I can't peg this team for anything this year um, other than the glancing they'll probably beat the Chargers and Packers to get us motivated again Uh, every time I think I've got a pulse I don't and I just I feel good about it I think they should win they should dominate which is why I'm gonna go Lions 28 Vikings 20 you should go in the (laughs) reverse I'm gonna go we lose by eight and uh, I, I just I have no reasoning to it other than they've almost been the opposite of how I felt going into each game that we've predicted. So uh, I'm going to say the Lions get a win, and I'm going to say it's comfortable. Uh, I I think they're 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 running it out with four minutes to go. You know, so (laughs) the Lions are. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, (laughs) Interesting. well, I was also going to go that route, so I'll have to flip here because, you know, we don't want to be too too <laughs> negative. But I low-key think the Lions are going to get their first win on us, um, which would probably then fulfill the Ravens' duality that must exist. I think I think we spoke about this going into the Ravens game where every season where we have played the Ravens, when we've won or lost, one thing has happened. If we've won, we've gone to the NFC Championship game. If we've lost, we got a new head coach the next year. So we have, yeah, we obviously was, lost to him this year. So I was uh I was gonna ask you. I think if if they lose, does it spell the end potentially for if they lose to an O ten and one Lions team after the way we lost um, in San Francisco with with that kind of game? 
yeah, I, I, I don't see he's coming back from that. But like I said I, I need to take the other side, so I think the Vikings win, thirty-five to thirteen. There we go. So there we go. It's it's just a boat race. We put up twenty-eight in the first half, and then we just kind of coast and we just chill. Love it. So, here's hoping that happens, and we have nothing to worry about, and we get back to 500, and then maybe, maybe next week against uh, who's the next opponent then? Um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Hopefully then uh, Pittsburgh Thursday on Thursday night. night. Sure week. Hopefully then you know we can we can roll some momentum and take down Pittsburgh too and get above 500. Won't that be a concept, Mike? Ah. <sighs> Yeah, let's get let's get to that. Point. Let's get to 500 first. So, let's beat the Lions and uh, yeah, here's hoping we can salvage this thing and just get into the dance. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, that's gonna do it for us on the Scolders Podcast. Check out the Climbing Pocket Network. Um, a lot of good stuff going on there. So, um, check them out. Check us out. Hit us up on Twitter. We love answering questions and hell, I can talk football for hours. Obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're the same. So, um, go Gophers, Skyuma, Skull Vikings. Let's go. Skull. <laughs>